0: You're listening to the Grace Covenant East Lincoln audio podcast. I want you to take your Bibles, and I want you to open your Bibles up to um, Colossians chapter 1, and I want you to just mark that place. We're not going there yet, but we will, in just a while, reference a passage of Scripture in Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. Um, So just hold your place there. Uh, Last weekend, uh, you you, you might be saying right now, um, well, if you were here last weekend, you might be saying, well, I thought that our our Christmas series was coming from Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And you're right, it is. And we're going to talk about Isaiah 9, 6. But I wanted you, because I was going to reference that, I just wanted you to be there so we'll be ready to go in just a minute. Last weekend was the first weekend in our Christmas series. The Christmas series is titled, He Will Be Called. And um, it is based on the prophecy of Isaiah and uh, and chapter 9, particularly verse 6. And in that verse, Isaiah prophesied and he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, given. The government will be on his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now think about it. 600 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah told the world. Isaiah proclaimed 600 years before Jesus was born that he would be born. And not only did he proclaim, prophesy that he would be born, but he told us what he would be called. And in telling us what he would be called, he revealed, he proclaimed um, who Jesus would be and and the provision that he would bring for all of humanity. Um, Uh, Last weekend, uh, I talked to you about this. I said, the intent of our Christmas series is very simple. And it really is. It's just very simple. And it's that we want to be reminded. We want to have a, a, a renewed understanding of who Jesus is, what he's done, what he's doing, and what he is going to do. Last weekend, as we began to look at Isaiah 9, 6... And we began to focus on the four names. We looked at the first of the four names, Wonderful Counselor. And we talked about that Jesus is worthy of the name Wonderful Counselor because when you and I are tired and weary, when we're anxious, he gives us comfort and he gives us rest. (laughs) And he's worthy of the name Wonderful Counselor because he gives us supernatural wisdom and insight. And he's worthy of the name Wonderful Counselor because um, he's our advocate. He goes before the Father uh, on our behalf. And he's worthy of the wonderful name Counselor because he's our helper. And he promises that he'll never leave us Or forsake us. So that's Jesus as our wonderful counselor. So this weekend. As we continue to look at Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. As we continue to look at these four names. That Isaiah has given us. We want to focus on. We want to understand Jesus as the mighty God. We want to focus on the fact. That Jesus was more than just a baby born in Bethlehem. And he was the son of God in the flesh. And Jesus became like us. So that he could save us. Uh, We want to celebrate the fact that um, uh, Jesus is God coming into the world in the flesh. Let me say that again. Jesus is God coming into the world in flesh and blood. And and so, again, he became like us so he could save us. He came to uh, make available to us his presence and his power, uh, all that he is so that we could experience all that God has for us. We celebrate the fact that Jesus is our mighty God. Um, uh, The message uh, of Isaiah's prophecy in reality is that A baby is going to be born and that baby is literally going to change the world. And in identifying this baby as mighty God, he's telling us, and this baby's power will be limitless. In other words, Isaiah was saying, God's going to put something really great into something really small. And there's it's even, there's a bit of mystery in this passage. If you think about it, uh, Isaiah is telling us that God's going to put something really great into really small. That a baby is going to be born that's going to change the world. And this baby, the most vulnerable of human beings, this baby who... Um, can't really communicate, uh, who can't defend himself, who is totally dependent on someone else, that baby is God. That baby will be mighty God. Um, think about it. Isaiah is saying that Jesus is God. And I believe that oftentimes that can be confusing. How can Jesus be Jesus, the Son of God, and at the same time be God? And I would confess to you, that uh, there are times where I find it a bit of a challenge to fully embrace, to, to get my, I believe it, but to just really fully understand, uh, to, 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 to get my mind around the fact that Jesus is God, but he was also sent by God. And so maybe it's hard to understand. Maybe it's hard to get our minds around because we again, we don't fully understand it. We can't fully explain it, but think about it. Every day of our lives, we choose to believe things that we don't fully understand, that we can't fully explain. Let me give you a couple of examples. Most of us in the room don't fully understand how electricity works. I'm sure there may be some electricians in the room. I, I, I give it to you. Okay, don't come to me after service and give me an explanation. Uh <laughs> you can you can I take that back but most of us don't really understand how electricity works but just because we don't understand how it works because we can't explain it because we don't fully understand it when we're in a dark room that doesn't keep us from turning on a light switch so we have light right we just take it at face value. We, we, we believe it. Um, most of us don't really understand how the respiratory system of the body works. In last service, there was a doctor there. There may be doctors, nurses here, and I get you, you got it, okay? But i am saying for most of us, we don't fully understand, but just because we don't fully understand, we can't uh, fully explain it, we don't say, "Well, I can't fully understand it. I, I can't explain it, so I'm going to stop breathing. Right? We just accept it at, at face value. We are willing, and this isn't bad, we are willing because someone has gone before us, someone has done the research, and someone has stated it as a truth. We're, we're willing to believe it. Right? I, I want to put it to the test. Okay, this week I ran across an article that had 155 interesting facts in it. Don't worry, I'm not going to read 155 interesting facts. But I did pull 10 of those out. And I want to read them to you and just see, would you be willing to accept this as truth simply because someone else has done the work and they've said this, this is truth. So here they are. Some of them are silly. Some of them will make you think. Some will cause conversations after church. Number one, McDonald's calls frequent buyers heavy users. <laughs> Number two, the average person spends six months of their lifetime waiting on a red light to turn green. It's not going to take much to convince us of that, right? How about at 73 and six, business 16? That's, yeah, this morning I waited about six months. Um, number three, would you believe the largest recorded snowflake was 15 inches wide? That's pretty big, isn't it? Number four, you burn more calories sleeping... When you than when you do watching television. Sounds like time for a nap. Number five, listen to this one. There are more life forms living on your skin than living on the planet. Are you willing to accept that? Because someone said it. Number six, a single cloud can weigh more than 1 million pounds. Here's an interesting one. And I had a conversation after service. And I guess it made sense. It's, it's true. Uh, men are six times more likely to get struck by lightning than women. So I had a, a conversation with, when we were in service, Chris McCall said, It's true. And Chris McCall is a very intelligent man. So I thought, I'm going to have a conversation with him after church. And I said, Chris, talk to me about this. And he said, Well, yeah, it's true. He said, Because men have jobs that typically take them more outdoors. And then he said, And t- testosterone makes men stupid. <laughs> I loved, I loved that response. (laughs) Um, Number eight, this was interesting. You cannot snore and dream at the same time. How do you test that? (laughs) Uh, Number nine, this one was real questionable to me. The world's oldest piece of chewing gum is over 9,000 years old. (laughs) And here's the last one. And let me just say before, before I read it. Please don't let me see anyone in service trying to test this out, okay? Here it is. It is physically impossible to lick your own elbow. (laughs) Please don't try it, or at least try it at home in your privacy. (laughs) It is physically impossible to lick your own elbow. Uh, The point is, and that was just fun, but the point is we may not logically understand we might not understand the science behind it but, but for most of those things we're willing to say okay, someone who knows has done the work, they've done their research and so because of that we can accept that a- a- as truth. Well spiritually speaking, we don't have to fully understand. We don't have to fully comprehend we don't have to be able to fully explain how Jesus is God, And Jesus was sent by God to believe it. We have to accept it by faith. But we don't have to be able to explain it. We don't have to be able to to understand it. Here's what we can do though. We can and we should believe it. Because there are writers inspired by the Holy Spirit. Who have contributed to our Bible. Who have affirmed it, confirmed it as true. In fact, Jesus himself did. Um, This is where I want you to open or look at Colossians chapter 1. I want to read you verses 15 through 20. This is Paul speaking. And and he nails it in here. Particularly in verse 19. Uh, Follow along as I read. It says, speaking of Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Verse 19, boom, it's there. He was pleased to have all the fullness of God dwell in Jesus. That tells us that, that, that Jesus is God and he was sent by God. But there's more. Listen to this. Listen to what Jesus says. Well, in Philippians, in Philippians chapter 2, it talks about the fact that Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he was willing to give up his place in heaven. But equality with God. Jesus is God and Jesus was sent by God. Listen to what Jesus says in John 10 verse 30. Jesus said, I, am, uh, I and the Father am, am one. In John 8, 58, Jesus answered before Abraham was born I am. Jesus declared himself as I am. That's the same name that God gave to Abraham. That's how he identified himself. Um, In uh, John 8, uh, I'm I'm sorry, John, John 14 verses 7 and 9, it says if you really knew me, you would know the Father as well. Anyone who has seen the Father has seen me. In John chapter 10, verse 38 it says the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Jesus himself affirms the fact that he is God and he was sent by God. And then, of course, we have the foundational verse. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah said he will be called mighty God. Uh, And he helps us to understand who Jesus is, what he will do, what he will do throughout eternity. And so what we have in all of these verses is scripture. Interpreting scripture when we take them as a whole and that's the best way to study the Bible is let scripture interpret scripture. So we have all of these verses coming together interpreting and affirming the fact that Jesus is God and that he was sent by God. So we don't have to question that. We simply accept it by faith. Um, to know Jesus, um, uh, when we, let me say this. When we refer to Jesus as God, what we're referring to is the position that God exalted him to. But when we refer to him as mighty God, we're actually associating that with the character of the person that he is in the Trinity. It it, it tells us who he is in the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is God and he was sent by God. To know and understand that Jesus is mighty God is to know that he's not just strong, but that he's eternally strong. And that uh, his strength is consistent. And to know that his strength is not lacking Uh, That his strength is not dependent on another person, another resource, or another source. It means that uh, he he, he is all sufficient. He is the mighty God. Um, So to know Jesus as mighty God, uh, to, to know him as mighty God helps us know that Jesus helps us with the demands of life. How many of you have demands on your life? Raise your hand if you have a, Let's just do it this way. If you don't have demands on your life, raise your hand. <laughs> Nobody's raising their hand. We all have demands on our life. So to know Jesus as the mighty God is to know that he helps us with the demands on our life. He helps us navigate through the realities of life. So how do we, how do we wear this though? How do, we, how do we take and apply this mighty God to everyday life? How do we take it and apply it to the demands of life that are placed on us? Let me give you three, to begin with. Uh, to know Jesus as mighty God is to know that He takes care of the demands within us. He takes care of the demands that are within us. Um, we all have internal demands, internal struggles that are going on inside of us. We have mental demands. We have spiritual demands. We have physical demands. Demands. We have emotional demands. These are all going on inside of us all the time. And when these demands are left unattended, they lead way to fear and to anxiety and potentially to sin. And when I say left unattended, here's what I mean. When, 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 uh, when, we, when they're left unattended, when we're not putting on the full armor gear that God has given us, To fight the demands of life. When we're, we talked about it as we were closing out Ephesians chapter 6, when we're not putting on the full armor of God. It's when the demands of life come and we don't confront those demands rightfully with the truth of God's word to put everything into priority. It's when the demands come and we don't confront those demands with the fact that our identity is in Jesus Christ. It's when the accusations of the enemy come and we don't confront those accusations by saying, wait a minute, my righteousness is not in myself, but my righteousness comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's when we fail to protect our mind with the helmet of salvation. This is all about God's truth. It's all about wearing and applying God's truth to our life. And so when we don't surround ourselves, when we don't confront the the demands of life within us, they do. They they lead to fear. They lead to anxiety. And potentially, they they lead to sin. But to know Jesus as our mighty God is to know him as a mighty warrior. And as our warrior, we can trust that the power of Jesus is always at work helping us with our fears, helping us with our anxieties, helping us with those things that lead us to sin. Uh, Because Jesus came... We don't have to face our struggles alone. We don't have to face the demands within us alone. Um, To know Jesus as mighty God uh, is to know that Jesus takes care of the demands outside of us. He takes care of the demands outside of us. Oftentimes, the fears, the anxiety that is going on inside of us is the catalyst of those fears and anxieties and worry and all of those things are based on the demands that are going on outside of us. What are those demands that are going outside of us? Well, oftentimes they're related to marriage. Oftentimes they're related to parenting. Oftentimes they're related to a family, both immediate and extended. Oftentimes they're related to other relationships. Oftentimes they're related to our work. Sometimes they're related to our finances. And I could go on and on with the list. But we all have demands going on outside of us. But we can know that Jesus, as mighty God, again, he helps us. He helps us navigate through the demands that are going on around us all the time. And, you know, we can try to uh, wish them away. We can try to pray them away. But Jesus gave us a heads up. Prayer's good. I'm not discounting prayer. But Jesus said, you will have trouble in this life. Am I right? You're, you're going to have trouble. Anybody have trouble in your life this week? Raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Hands up all over the room. You will have trouble in your life. So why? Why would Jesus allow us to have trouble in our lives? And it's simply because he is more interested in building godly character in us than removing the troubles. When do you grow the most? when we're going through difficult, challenging times. When the demands of life internally and externally are pressing in, that's when we grow the most. But knowing Jesus as our mighty God, we have great assurance that the power of Jesus is always working in us, in the family relationships, in the marriage relationships, in the financial Whatever it might be, the power of Jesus is always at work. And finally, to know Jesus as mighty God is to know that Jesus takes care of the demands of life of those around you. Um, If you have people in your life, are you willing to confess that those people, whether they mean to or not, place demands on your life? Right? So if you're a wife, wives, do your husbands ever place demands on you? Intentionally or unintentionally? (laughs) Husbands, do your wives ever place demands on you? Ah, you guys are being too nice. I know the truth. (laughs) Uh, If you're a parent, your children, whether intentional or not intentional, and I sometimes lean towards more intentional, (laughs) place demands on our lives. If you're a boss... Your employees place demands on your life. If you're an employee, your boss places demands on your life. To have people in our life is to have demands in our life. Again, whether intentional or not, it's just part of life. But what we can know is knowing Jesus as mighty God is to know that he equips us. He empowers us. He gives us everything we need to deal with the demands of those placed, uh, uh, for, that are around us, by those around us. He gives us what we need to serve those around us. He also gives us the ability to set boundaries. That's a whole nother series, isn't it? Yeah. We'll, we'll go there another day. But I'm saying in the normal activity of life and the normal demands that are placed on us, let me I'll just tell you a little bit about my past couple of weeks. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, illness within our, uh, our Grace Covenant family here in East Lincoln. We have three uh, very people, two people in very critical condition. Um, so we have uh, someone on Friday morning, uh, the McBurnies, you may know Jean McBurney. She uh, had her gallbladder taken out a week ago and it became very complicated. It wasn't supposed to. Developed an infection in her body and this past Friday morning they were beginning to determine if they had to uh, turn all the equipment off. Thankfully, she had surgery that day and she's making a turnaround. Or Pastor Trish, all of you know Pastor Trish. Well, uh, it's not a secret. Pastor Trish had surgery last week. She recently found out that she had a tumor in her, in her abdomen and she had to have a hysterectomy this week because it was cancerous. And so, uh, and then we have Larry Kelly. Larry Kelly recently found out he had pancreatic cancer. And he had surgery this week and they were able to remove the cancer. But what I'm saying is while life placed serious demands on all those people, as a pastor, I suddenly had a lot of demands placed on Cammy and I because we care for people. And so I've made more hospital visits than normal. And in the midst of that, we've been trying to do Christmas shopping and planning some Christmas events. And so probably yesterday, you will testify to this, it's like, I can't do this. I, I, I can't handle all these demands. say It's just too chaotic right now. Our grandkids had been there. Uh, and, and, and we have a large gathering at our house today. Which we're really excited about. And I came in. And they had been making cookies and all kinds of stuff. And there was toys and cookie dough. And, and just stuff everywhere. And literally. I just And later after they all left. I told her. I said I'm in a really bad mood right now. Here's the equation. I didn't feel like I could handle all. And these are just everyday demands. There was nothing in that yesterday that was bad that was going on. I just didn't feel like I could handle the demands of life. But last night, here's the deal. Everything was put back together. We're ready for our gathering at our house today. We even got to sit and watch television a little bit. And got a good night's sleep. You know, I attribute that to the fact that Jesus is our mighty God. It's really, it's really true. So whatever the demands are, if the demands are um, inside of you, if the demands are around you, or it's placed on you by those around you, Jesus consistently, continually gives us power as mighty God to handle the demands of life. That power's not going away. We can always call on it. We can trust in it. We can believe it. We can live in it. And in our most desperate times, we say, I can't do this. You know what I think he says? Sit down. Take a deep breath. You can. I'm going to give you what you need. And so today, there may be people here and you're just dealing with all kinds of demands. Maybe they're internal demands. Maybe you're dealing with fear and anxiety. Or maybe uh, there's just marriage or family, finances, demands placed on you. Or maybe... The demands of the people around you are just kind of pressing in onto you. Jesus is our mighty God. And that's what we're celebrating. this. Again, he wasn't just a baby born in Bethlehem, but he is the son of God who came into the world in flesh and blood to be like us so he could save us. He comes alongside of us and he enables us to navigate through the realities of life. So whatever is going on in your life, Take a deep breath and say, I trust, I trust in my mighty God. And just breathe it in. Would you stand? Father, thank you. Thank you that you are a wonderful counselor. And thank you that you are our mighty God. Thank you that your strength is consistent. Your strength is eternal. Your strength is not lacking. You're not just a strong God. You're mighty God. You're our warrior. And so I pray for each and every one of us as we deal with the demands of life. I pray that we would have a renewed, a fresh understanding Of who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, what you're going to do. I pray that we have a fresh revelation right now of your power. That you have empowered us. You are walking with us. We don't have to walk through these demands alone. I pray that we would hear your voice as you give us direction. As you... Maybe even correct or redirect us in the steps that we're taking. Maybe we place some of these demands on ourselves, Father God. We ask for your divine wisdom. We just want to know you more. And we want to understand you more. And we want to celebrate the truest reason of Christmas, the only reason for Christmas, and that's that Jesus came into the world as God in flesh and blood to save us and to provide for us and to love us and to care for us and to heal us and to set us free, to give us a new identity. We thank you for that. And we receive all that you have for us today. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.